can keep going if you want. Corey Castle featuring yeah. Arthur Amici. Hey. Welcome. 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 Yeah. Before before we start anything, just feel like uh, we just want to make sure there's no like feeling unsafe or anything. You absolutely feel all the way free and welcome to say everything you want. Cool. And I'm so glad to be welcomed here in your home to Thank just kind of do kind of one of these like throwbacks. This is the way I kind of started doing the show where I would just sit somewhere with somebody and just kind of like unpack whatever's in their mind to kind of get the understanding of like where their journey started and where it's heading. That's a, that's a long story. <laughs> Thank God we have a couple of minutes. <laughs> five, eight, ten, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. If I say fast, I could do five. <laughs> if I speak medium, I'll eight. If I go real slow, it's ten. <laughs> so like what also is really important is uh, like – and I think you might have heard me actually say this before, but I think what's really important is the the kind of like timestamp on legacy and then on like what we're what we're able to capture on the record. So the the kind of conversations we can have where we can absolutely be sincere with each other and just kind of just say anything that maybe is going to you know outlive us. You know, it's interesting that you're even bringing that up because. Like, I've always said, like, if you're a legend, you should be able to create legacy mm -hmm. by spending time with people, being real gracious with your time and your knowledge. And, like, you know, I'm kind of legendary around here in a real specific fashion. Mm -hmm. And I take that seriously because if I encounter people, like, whoever it is, if they're, like, willing to listen, then I'm willing to spend some, some time. And I think that's how you create legacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the, the guy that I studied with when I was a young drummer... It, it, like, he he arguably a huge legend and just the way that he handled me and the way that he you know explained things to me like about the industry like I, I got it all very early on mm -hmm. and so I knew kind of what I was looking at when I was going to make like whatever move that he was going to help me make anyway mm -hmm. but like he he definitely showed me a uh a scope of who I could be in the future. Like I, he, he had said to me, um, and I think maybe I was like maybe 15 or 16 or so, and he said, like, if you don't teach at some point, it would be a travesty. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a certain level of, I don't know, academia. You know, like, it, you're... Like, you can either teach or you can't. Right. Like, it, it's like there's got to be some kind of code inside of you. You know what it is? You have to know how to be analogous, right? Some people be like, oh, it's like a banana. And you got to figure out a way that it's like a banana. Right. If you're helping them understand something. But you can bring some, you know, like level of thought to well, it. It has to be, I think, attached to the intellect to make comparisons to make people understand. So like being a teacher, you're helping someone else later come up with that intellect. If like you can easily show them how like analogies are made, 
maybe you can then help them. I completely, yeah, like you, they, they show them how to construct mm -hmm. a thought that's analogous. I mean, everything in life is analogous. You know, I always said I can make life completely analogous to three things, cars, vagina, and football. Mm-hmm. You could explain, yeah, it's like this, like, you know, like, uh, like I always tell girls, they're all a bunch of pain in the asses. God love them. Right? So you could make something analogous to, like, what a, you know, a girl has to deal with or what happens in a football game or, any, or, or anything that has to do with a car, you know? That's, like, you could, uh, you can explain things. And, I, like, you know, there's a, a lot of what I do is audio-based at this point in my life. And there has to be something in there that you're able to get through over to the listener. So, like, all of my songs are real, like, you know, he, he has a broken heart. and But you can feel the emos. Like, you can get into the story. So each song, like, when I'm talking with all my music folk, when you're writing a song, it's like a round in a prize fight. You got three minutes to knock this motherfucker out. So when, like, a you know, a... Like a pop song is somewhere between three minutes, three minutes, 15 seconds. Knock them the fuck out and then go on to the next song and, and then knock them out again. So you, like, and I, I've, like, I didn't have a regular life when I was a kid and have a regular life as, like, before I hit the age of, you know, being old enough to do things like get married and all that crap. And, um, there, there, there is something to be said about a little lunacy that happens in your life. It forces you to go in a way, like, you know, if your parents are paying the ass or your parents are great. Like, I happen to have really great parents. And I think what's interesting about my parents, they, were, they had a thumb up each other's ass for 47 years in love, right? And they made it look so easy that me and my brother and my sisters at first marriages all tanked. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, like, you meet somebody, they're a pain, Chase, they're a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Grab this call. Go ahead. It's my writing partner. What's cracking? I'm just sitting here with Alyssa and James doing a little interview, you know, and your boy Dave is here. Yeah. Uh, I told Dave to bring his thing over so we could, uh, you know, like work on this tune a little bit. So if you want to slide through and you know, throw your three cents in, that'd be dope. Uh, I'm going, uh, I'm leaving the city now. I ended up just driving down to Chris's house and just parking. There you go, that's a smart move. All right, then I'll talk to you after you get done eating. All right, see you, bud. There you go. A day in the life. So, with that, with that, that uh, statement being made about how important the 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 legacy is and on on the record stuff, I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to to ask or say anything to either Alyssa or I and uh, have us kind of open any kind of conversation that you'd wish to have with us. Well, you know, it's interesting too because I know Alyssa through just kind of like a meeting, like a meeting that was almost happenstanceical. Mm -hmm. 
but seemingly part of the woven fabric. And they, I would, I would, I would like to know how, how have you evolved in the past three years, only the past three years? Like what have you noticed about your evolution from just three years ago, which was 2019 going yeah. into 2020, right? Yeah. So everybody was like, Ooh, the year 2020. Yeah. Right. So like, as far as what I talk about, the year 2020 was your vision quest year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go get your eyes refracted, you're hoping that it's going to be 2020 and your hindsight should also be. So what level of understanding have you gotten from yourself? Because I know what it is because I've seen it. So you're waiting for me to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because that's Pop really, quiz. <laughs> he's just waiting for your answer to align with his answer he's already made up. Well, his... you know, it's like my mom used to say, the shit or get off the potty, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I think, um, no, it's, it's a great question, uh, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's a great question that comes from a great mentor. Thank um, you, honey. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I mean, you know, for, for context of the podcast, I met you first met you when I was about 15, 16. You were the star of the show Tony and Tina's Wedding that was traveling around and I just happened to be part of the audience and for some reason I felt drawn to follow you because it was audience participation mm. and I just wanted an opportunity to be part of the show and I wanted someone to say, go ahead, go ahead sing something. And I just, you know, yeah, I, like the, the, I was, I was That was your future you. Yeah, and guiding and, you so that mm, you know you're going to hit the mark. Right, and you, you know, you you were being your character, and you were kind of just looking at me like, well, who is this fucking kid? Like, and then you know, flash forward to 2020, and you found me on Facebook. You saw videos of me singing and friend requested me, and ever since then, uh, you know, we had a conversation. We talked on the phone for two hours, and um, I remember walking my dog and just talking to you in the middle of the summer, and. Uh, and I just felt the urge, you know, my roommate at the time was like, are you sure you feel okay with this random guy that messaged you online to, to come and pick you up? And I can't blame her uh, uh, or yeah. him, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't blame her either. But I just, um, some, you know, I, I think the past three years, the first lesson I'd say that I've learned about myself is to listen to what my gut is saying because you were part of my gut intuition. Like my intuition was like, no, that we talked for a couple of hours. I don't, I don't sense the, the 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 fear and the 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 you know it's it's very valid what she was feeling and you know so I didn't sense that with you, but something told me that you're somebody worth knowing and somebody that is probably a, a checkpoint in my life. And when I showed you what I was already writing with other people I've worked with, and I saw like the way you cried and you were just like wow and. Um, I think that was like a big hint for me of like, mm, you have something, you know, and, uh, and then after that, like just you teaching me about just the programs and letting me have my creative flow and just like seeing what I could do. And when we did, um, what happened to, uh, love, um, mm-hmm. together. And, uh, I think you, you taught me to calm down. I think that was the, the thing that for the past three years. Yeah, like, like when you're always like, oh, I got to show everybody what I can do. And then you get nuts and then you get blocked. And, you yeah, know, like, I, I'm all about, look, you know, I've been a pro my whole life. I'm not capable of making anything musically that sucks. I never have been. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's my love for it. It's such an outlet for who I am. 
just in my heart space and how I figure out my heart, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like it was interesting for me to figure out my heart because like when you met me, I was that other blonde guy. And when I got this guy back, I realized how underskilled he was Mm -hmm. for anything with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, just naturally retarded and stupid about it Mm -hmm. because I was just looking at it as, uh, you know, here's you know, there's a bunch of young girls that are in the show, and they, of course, they want to go out with the, you know, guy. And you know, I was always with a girl like after my marriage ended. However, I I, I got nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. So for me to find my heart space, and then I like re link with a person that knew me from the fucking show, and now here I am, not the guy. That was yeah. in the show, and I transitioned. Yeah. And you got to see, like, the full spectrum of it. Because yeah. that other guy was, he was arguably just a superstar. He yeah, yeah, for shit. sure, yeah. And I, yeah, I felt I, that, and I was so it, enamored. It, and I was like, whoa, like, I'm that too. But I didn't know, because I was so young. So I still had this, like, doe-like, like, um, like, oh, like, if only. But, like, it's not if only anymore. Like, you are who you are. It's in your DNA already. It's already in your chart it's already been shown to you like 2019 was a crazy year for me even before I met you because I had to break generational curses I had to get out of my own toxicity that was in my home and then then like within six months of just telling myself okay you're gonna you're gonna do videos for a little bit and see how that goes and then boom like the one of the things that I've always wanted in my dreams just was thrown in my face and even even then even during that moment I can look back now and say yeah no you still weren't even fully mentally ready for what was being handed to you because I still had a lot of growth and unpacking to do so I mean I look back and I have gratitude for that knowing that I made it as far as I did under how much mental stress I was under at the time and that's because the arts always lets the extra air out of the tire to give it buoyancy yeah the arts are always there for you and it's amazing that i've been able to do what i've been able to do in the city as an actor in a city that doesn't support the arts yeah at all and it was like like it's just one of those things where you i don't know like i can remember sitting in my family home which is about that direction, about seven or eight minutes, right? And I remember sitting in that kitchen with my mom when I was 29. And at the time, I was just a mix engineer for like that whole, from like 26 to like when I turned 30. And I can remember sitting there when I was, I was like the year before my birthday, it was around my 29th birthday. I was talking to her and I was like upset and I was crying and I could feel that something was on its way to me. Mm, yep. And I signed my first contract with Howard the following year, like mm-hmm. three weeks before my 30th birthday. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just because, and so the guy that I studied with, he told me the rules when I was younger. And here's the rules you ain't the shit until you're 28, and life begins at 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the rules when you're 20, you're still 17. When you're 23, you're still 20, but you lose all your high school friends. And then you hit 25, it's your first oh shit moment. You're a quarter of a century. He, he was like, yeah, if you go to Walgreens, you look at happy quarter of a century. So from 25 to 26, 
it's you understanding that it's all about you. And then 26 to 30 is if it's not all about you, then your 30s are going to blow a dick hard because you didn't commit to yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of everybody, the family bullshit. And I never let any of that bother me. And it was good because like my mom, like, Yes, it, yeah. Excuses. My mother was not a, no excuses. Mm -hmm. She she told me, "Tell me what you need, not what you want." Mm -hmm. So anything that I needed for my kid, I needed a car. They mm -hmm. they they just I needed it. I mean, I started playing on people's records. I wasn't doing it in Philly. I was all over the fucking place. Mm -hmm. They bought me a car. Like whatever I needed to get through to the next level of my artistic. Yeah output they were always really there and my father just you know he was a he was a great guy he was a little scared and angry um but my mother was there to kind of you know even it out but it was good too because you know you get a little street in you mm -hmm. you know like if there's one thing that i'm really proud of and this is nothing against people that are from upper darby or live in town but i'm not a townie because mm -hmm. as soon as i got my license like we took my parents car and told me give us some money and we went downtown and we were running mm -hmm. and gunning just to get the hell out of here I think whereas like everybody is always like did you go to that kegger last weekend no no I wasn't there I can I can guarantee you that I had <laughs> no interest in, in that hooliganism well plus and and I don't drink like my parents weren't like, if they had like you know two alcoholic beverages a year it was exorbitant mm -hmm. And it, it, that, that we didn't drink, you know, maybe a little wine occasionally and some Sunday dinner or some bullshit. But I've always been a weed smoker. I started smoking weed when I was 13. Oh. So that that was like the 1978. And 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 it, it coincided right when I started studying with Carl. And I was a kind of a, like a, I was a bit of a head case when I was in my early teens and um, just wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to figure things out so well. I was having some, some issues as far as that was concerned. And thank God for, you know, music. Because if, <clears throat> and it's something that you and I have talked about probably ad nauseum. The music industry is a steaming piece of garbage, okay? And it, it isn't what you think it is, right? However, the guy that invented the fucking scrub daddy wasn't, 26 and gorgeous and signed to a management contract mm -hmm. he just had a great product yeah and it's workable so music is the same thing now with all this just, i mean music business is a sponge with a smiley face on it it, it, it pretty much is and it's a little uh -huh. rough and it'll scratch yeah. your ass a little uh -huh. bit yeah, if you yeah, rub yeah. too hard <laughs> that's a perfect analogy wow, i didn't even think of that so thank you <laughs> scrub so Oh my god! I ain't got no, I don't. I don't want no scrub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I love that song, actually. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> cool. Well, the other thing I wanted to touch on about your question is, um, you also taught me to go back to source. You know, like, um, cause I mean, I I see both sides of it for for me because I I love being colorful. You know, I'm an Aquarius. I love like being like crazy theater kid and outlandish and kind of dress over the top, but when I had a moment in my career, you know, where people were a little like taken aback by that, you kind of like showed me another side and you, you kind of called me out a little bit and you were like, you don't have to do all that. You don't have to have like the crazy colors in your hair. You don't have to, 
you know, beat your face to the gods. Like, you don't have to, you like, you could just be you. Like, why are you and, hiding and, behind and, a gimmick? And that is because my mother said the same. She used to always, because I had my ears pierced when I was a kid. I did this all when I was like 15. I've had these forever. And my hair, I had a mohawk and, and all this other crazy shit. And I was always doing something whacked out. And my mom used to say, you're a big, tall, beautiful boy and you don't need the gimmicks. <laughs> and when I got signed, I, they said I had to be a, con, you know, I, I was a contract blonde. And I was like, oh, what's that a gimmick? And she goes, all right, I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah. other than that, it was... And, and and now that I'm older and wiser, I, I agree with her. I don't need a gimmick. Yeah. And, and, and they, you know, what was interesting is, is the other guy that got the role in the show, he needed a gimmick. I needed to get away from myself. Yeah. And it was, it was the three years that or, or so that I spent sitting in a room just mixing records. A lot of solitary time to think, and there wasn't really anybody in there with me. Occasionally, somebody would come through from the band or whatever, like, but it was rare. So I was really like in my own thought process for a long time. And then I went from that to being like, hey, I'm, I'm like not even the same guy anymore, and now I'm an entertainer. And that's exactly how you face life every day. When you're, when you're at work here, and then you step on stage and then, you know, I was just doing it in longer stretches of time. I'd had four days off and three days on yeah, yeah. for 15 years. So you get used to that flow. And it was like I, like, I actually felt kind of handicapped because I didn't know how to function as a, just a regular person. Yeah. I had no clue because I was always doing something that was, that, that was just not, I, did, I didn't know anybody else that was actually functioning that way. And... For me, it was like a saving grace that I even was able to be that much of an egomaniac for that stretch of time to be able to be that level of an egomaniac and actually show people something. You know what I mean? Because like when I sit down to you know to play my native instrument, uh, you know, I, there's nobody that can out to play me in this area, and that's a very well held fact. Mm-hmm. And I don't even play anymore, but everybody knows me like, yo, that tall skinny motherfucker, if he sits down, he's going to, he's going to learn you. Mm-hmm. And that's a great honor in and of itself. But however, I will tell you this, that when I studied with Mr. Carl, he, he said, look, you could be in this pool and everybody's splashing around and listening to music is pussy all over. The girls got their fucking jaws out, the whole niz, right? Or you could be in the other pool. Where everybody's see this is the pool of fools he called it so you can see that now on like the instagram and everybody's just acting a fool like they're in some ah everything's a party whereas i got in the other pool with the people that were actually working not entertaining themselves with what we made and just sitting in that space so i never really got to do like and, you know, I, I was just thinking about it. Like, last night was the first New Year's Eve that I've ever spent alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, what am I going to do? You're going to go do the same? Ha! Happy New I, I, you know, first of all, my New Year is in the end of March <laughs> when Aries season comes online. Because yeah. that's the pagan New Year. Yeah. And that's really... Um, it's a positive time for everybody because the first three months of the year, there's no fire. So we come out of Sag's fire. And then uh, 
then we're Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, and then we come into Aries. Mm -hmm. So that's the real beginning of my year. This is just a transitional year, and you go through the motions. Yeah, yeah. And it, since I haven't had anybody in my life, I've been able to cut myself back away from all the stuff that I didn't give a shit about before. I thought I needed to give a shit about it, but I didn't. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's interesting. Like, what I find interesting, too, is... is when you're on stage wrestling mm -hmm. and you like, like you know that isn't that the greatest feeling in, on well, the I'm planet? Kind of like, I'm kind of like you in it, like um, we're like, I compare it and I say, I know, I know, I know I'm a good, I know I'm a good actor, yeah, I know I'm a good comedian, but I know I'm a great wrestler, right? Like so, like when I'm doing it, everybody here is gonna feel something. Because I'm intending for them to feel something. Right. And like I, being able to know that I can hold that uh, makes me feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Inside of like, uh, like unrivaled, almost proven fact that I'm great at this. I mean, look, th there's, there's an opportunity in, e in, in any and everyone's life to be able to prove to yourself that you're great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what happened and maybe it's, you know... People that have, you know, they go to church and the Catholic, everything's about, you know, helping people, you know, and Jesus helped everyone and blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to fucking help myself. And I've always been that way. Hail me. I don't give a shit about some other bullshit. Nobody ever met God. So what the fuck are we going to... And you see that over there? That's my family holy Bible. It's been in my life since I was a child. And I've read that book two times, cover to cover already, in the history of my life. I'm 57 years old. Did and you when you read... Yeah, and it, dude, in the opening wow. frames of this book, there's some big revelations. Like, and through some of the stories, you could sell your daughter to some dude or mm -hmm. sell her into... What the fuck book is that, yo? That doesn't <laughs> sound right. It says humans being human. So once you understand, oh, that's what they're pushing. Even though there's crazy evil stuff, you know, God's going to come and he's going to come through. And guess what? You come through. You're God, right? If they say that we were made in their image, because it doesn't say we were made in his image in the book. It says mm -hmm. we were made in their image. And that's the 12 zodiac signs, mm -hmm. right? That's the image that we're made of. And then you choose one. So each zodiac is like, like, have you ever met a golden that doesn't have a mouth fetish with something? They sit there and just constant thing. Oh, the golden retriever. Yeah. Okay. It each each zodiac sign is just like a breed of dog. Mm -hmm. They all do the same thing. Like, like, oh god, it's a pomeranian. It's just going to be yipping all day, mm -hmm. or it's a like those little Russell dogs that just never stop running around all over. But so, like, you as an Aquarian. And what's your sign? Sagittarius. Uh, well, I mean, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. A person that's always undervalued themselves, coupled with a sign that historically undervalues themselves. Okay? That is, a, that is, you can lean on him in, while oh, he's true. leaning on you. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because you both have skill. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, like, when... <laughs> When I was a young drummer, Carl said to me, he's like, yeah, you could go hang out with the local guys and play. He's like, well, what's the point? 
right? Or you could sit in your house and you could put a record on and you could write the chart for it and learn the record. You could either be playing with pros or you could be playing with a bunch of nobodies and ain't gonna do shit for your career. And like literally, that's where his head fucking fuck everybody. Yeah. Worry about you, you wanna be a professional? then that's what you have to do. And I think because I followed what he said so to the law that he like recommended me for the like, work that I did for all those years and then just climbed up through the ranks. And I don't know, it's interesting because I didn't have to even audition for my show that was offered to me. Mm. And it was because, now I wasn't a singer, but I could sing and everybody has heard me sing and everybody knows that I'm a drummer, but yeah, I'm a singer as well. And it, I just got it. I, I remember back in the day, I had a pager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking pager goes off and I'm like, oh, it's Jerry. And he was the music director of my show. And he, he asked me like what I was doing, if I would like to come down and see the show. Yeah. Maybe I could, you know, think if it was something. And I knew the second that I was there, I'm like, this is for me. And then I remembered, I'm like, oh my God, this is what I was freaked out about last year. Because I have a terrible issue. I have a stutter that is just awful. And, you know, when you have that affliction and you have to be in front of people and they're like, bada beep, bada beep, bada beep, you know, I mean, that, but I never stuttered once when I was on stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not a once. And it was like, that guy was too cool for school. He really believed, because his character was a ladies' man. He was always getting pussy. The girls all, they swoon all over him. And as soon as I like, became that guy, the girls started swooning all over me. I'm still the same half a retard Virgo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't fucking know anything. Did you have long hair back then? No. Because long hair wasn't cool yet. No, man. My hair was... Um, long hair didn't become cool till like, now. <laughs> the The... I, I will say that um, I had my hair long back in the 80s, mm -hmm. and, and we were just talking about it because I donated a shit ton of inches to lots of love. Like, my hair was all the way into the crack of my butt, <laughs> and, you know, but I, I, I had long hair three separate times in my life, but that, the other, but that guy, I just want to find his photograph and I'll show you because like like you could see that it's a complete and utter alter ego. Oh, yeah. I wish you were there to see this. It's, it's, I, think I, I wish you could have seen it I'm too. I'm pretty because... sure I've seen it. Um, like I, seeing I, how he was, that like no, his character. Yeah, I think you guys might have showed it to me last time. Not the last time I was here. Maybe the first time I was here. Yeah, wow. It's like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. okay. And it was interesting to not have to and have then... so much levity on my shoulders. Mm hmm about myself right and i could just let it go lose yourself in that character I'd yeah uh, yeah that was I, like that's the way i always looked at it like um if you if you work in a mask like like in a you know like some wrestlers wear masks when they wrestle like, sure uh, anytime i've ever worked in a mask i was more comfortable doing certain things like and being certain ways or like being a goof that i wasn't comfortable with being a goof as as Corey Castle, uh, I, I can be a goof as this character because uh, everybody knows it's not, nobody knows it's me. But they know that you're doing a good job acting because they know it's not you. Right. You know, here's a, here's, here's a famous story from the history of, of my life. Now, my father was afraid of the universe and like my mother was like the dude and she was the guy. My mother like took care of everything. But my dad was a real entertaining guy because he was so nervous and scared that he became like the guy that would put the lampshade on his head and he was hilarious. And when 
the first time that my parents came to see me in the show, my father turns to my mom and says, where the hell he learned to do that? And like he didn't even see that it was, in, like that's what I learned from him. Mm -hmm. But I learned how to be like a rigid <clears throat> person who, I had a rule like when I was growing up, ABC, right? Mm -hmm. Always be closing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So if... Glenn Gary, Glenn Glenn Gary, one of my favorite. Yeah. Obviously, as an actor, you would like love that movie. I'm pretty sure I own it and I have all my videos over there. Yeah, that was also something too that I never thought that I would miss the acting side of things mm -hmm. um, because they... I, I, I would categorize myself as like a Meisner actor, but... Via the Uta Hagen and Stanislavski, because there's a there's a there's a there's a realness about Stanislavski that's hard to put your finger on mm -hmm. until you get the lines that you're reading and you understand what it is about the character. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like I always felt that a really good actor can give you like intimate details about who he is with almost no dialogue. Mm -hmm. And um, like, I, I, I think what I learned as an actor and how to even get that that across is is that's only because there wasn't enough of me there, so I had to fill in what was missing of me because I was just like a little musical goober mm -hmm. and didn't really like you know know much about the outside world. I got married when I was at twenty. That's and we were together for again, 12 years and it, it wow. was I was just I was in my own little bubble of, you know working and making music and learning like how to like how to make a pop record mm -hmm. you know like that's why if you listen to the song that her and I did together um, I, I only sing a couple of words in the song I, I, as soon as I saw what she was writing, and, and I told her, I'm like, here, you write the bridge, and I'll just, and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And she, I, so, because I wanted to really give her a chance to hear, like, when you're working with somebody that can really make a good sound and pop record, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> this is what your record, you know, like, this is what your voice should or could sound like on a really good sounding pop tune. It's simple. But other people see it as, you know, I don't know what to do. And... I don't. They get. They gets funny, but like when I'm working on a record, I don't. I don't know anything. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just following the path, mm -hmm. and it happens. Mm -hmm. And I saw her do that right in front of my face. She wrote the lyrics. She had the, you know, the melody attached to it, and everything was really sound as a pound. Michelangelo carving David. Like, uh, yeah, that sort of thing that you can see when somebody can make one cut and mm -hmm. it really does the multitude of like smaller right. cuts. They yeah. can just cut to the chase, you know, is what I'm saying, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's I think that's been the motto for almost my whole life is and I think like now that I'm older and whatever, I'm way softer character. But when I was younger, everybody knew me to you know to be a kind of a headstrong. I said, like if you don't like what I'm saying, go fuck off. Right. I don't care because you know everybody now, especially now, everybody's so hiney heard about everything and be like, bro, bro, 
I grew up like down down the street a little bit ways, like down in more of like the hoodie area. They even though like it wasn't hoodie like when I was a kid, but I grew up down there, and it's like man, we ain't wearing no fucking bra straps here, bro. Okay, but everybody, and, and I mean, I understand why from an astrological standpoint it makes a lot of sense. And you see people just not giving a fuck about themselves. You know, you have to, you know, feed the world, make it a better place, right? And it's like, oh, fucking, I got to feed myself, you know? And, uh, like, like, especially, like, and, uh, just to throw this out there and uh, to to kind of wrap it around full circle is is they got I got a diagnosed with pancreatic and liver cancer and instead of going the route that everybody else took now my mom died of the same cancer in 2003 but she didn't have any surgery or any radiation or anything either it just killed her but when I got diagnosed they offered me the surgery and all that other shit, and I turned it down. And I'm doing it for nine years now. This past year and change have been, you know, this is advancing now. Right. But it's still advancing slowly, slowly enough for me to be able to deal with understanding how to, you know, handle opiates mm -hmm. and not get, you know, like, first of all, I would never get rung up on them. I don't have time for that. Mm. I take it right to the level uh, that right. it works with the pain. There's always pain there. You're not going to eradicate it. And if you do, um, like, I, I, I don't know why, but everything that I do is always big. Like, I was on hospice and I graduated off. I'm only the second person in all of mainline health to ever graduate off. And I'm not trying to die. I just want, I want people to know that if you fuck up like I did and didn't pay attention to what your body was telling you, and I didn't. I was on a whole nother wavelength and my body was giving me signs in the early 2000s. I could see signs of shit and I just didn't pay attention to it. I didn't care. What was it like a kind of like, like I, I say, I say for my life, for a good chunk of it, just, just to give an example, uh, there was tons of like concussions that I was ignoring. Mm -hmm. There was tons of like, oh, I'm fine. I just got to sleep it off. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, were you doing that I'll be fine shit or were you not paying attention enough to not even have that I'll be fine? All right, so like when I had to stop my life as a performer was in November of 2010 because my kidneys failed. All right, so that was in 2010. Uh, we'll snap back to 2000 and like 2000, 2001. My legs started swelling up and... I've been a skinny motherfucker my whole life because of my kidney damage. I can't use any of the protein that you use. Mm -hmm. When I eat it or I make it in my body, it's called albumin. That, that's what your liver does. Mm -hmm. I urinate it out. So I could never get size. Mm -hmm. So I can remember um, that, that me and the girl that I was with, we used to run. You know, I was in... Mm -hmm trying to keep my body in shape, and I wasn't able to run anymore because my legs started to fill up, and I started to gain weight. And I'm like, oh, just like the doctor said when I was little, when I get into my 30s, I'll start to put some weight on. And it was water weight. So I was a size 34 pants. This is, I'm like a 30, right? So 
instead of running, I rode the bike because I couldn't lift my legs up. Right. Now, also, there was, on, a, on several occasions, I'd go in and I'd throw my wardrobe on and it didn't fit. It was too small. And, you know, I let it out and I had it marked so that nobody would screw with my markings in case they did take it apart at the dry cleaners. I let it, I let the pants out to where I, I went and did my weekend's worth of shows. The following weekend, everything went down and I didn't think of it again. <laughs> and like how that is so obtuse on so many levels. But I just, I, you know, you don't think you're like, oh, you know, one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to be able to do what you have been doing. And then, and then you get diagnosed with the same cancer that, that, you know, yanked your mom out of this world and when my mom died what I had been speaking to her about and I summed it up the night before she passed and I said now just remember what we talked about when you go don't go somewhere go everywhere knowing that I'm going to continue your work down here and my mother's work was you know when somebody needs help don't ask them just help them so I've always applied that on myself but not a hundred percent. So this time, <clears throat> and interestingly enough, when I was in my um, almost mid thirties, I studied with a psychic medium for a little over uh, two years. And she gave me a book, maybe like the first half a year that I was under her study. And it spoke about what's happening now and our ascension. And one of the big angles of it if you're going to be that yogi type that takes that move sexual celibacy for five years or better now at the time i'm like what the fuck am i not going to be getting pussy have you seen me mm -hmm. it's not possible <laughs> right and it happened and when i got to five years i'm like well you know it said in the book the longer that you can go and at the time i wasn't really understanding why but now it makes perfect sense for me because if you understand anything about the christ consciousness when he met his twin flame, her name was Mary Magdalene, she was a prostitute. He didn't try to fuck her like everybody else was trying to do. He helped her up and he stood beside her. And most, most earthly dudes, they have, to, they have to orgasm. And when you get to the point where you're single for nine years and there's nothing involving your life that way, you can understand what he was... It's not that important, is what I'm saying. And I think he kind of said it too. You have to place the right importance on it. And it's just not important to me. And I've gone through so many weird phases of it too. It's interesting because um, I happened to meet somebody and I fell head over heels in love. And like musically, it's been about me just ringing out that I'm like, geez, I... That's like an eternal sponge. I can keep ringing it, man. And we're like 70 plus songs into this project and, I, and there's no end in sight. And it just comes so naturally. So in a way, I was actually happy, just like you're happy that, that you two met. I'm happy that her and I didn't link up because I wouldn't have written half or more than half the songs.
Because I would have been like, I love you and I'm happy. And yeah. astrologically speaking, that's not what's going on right now. Everything is like, fuck you. Why did you throw the shade? The, the disappointment was the muse itself. Exactly. Yeah. And one hell of... Well, I mean, I've always been an, an emotional person. And I need a reason to write. Mm. And that was the ultimate reason. And I... When I first started working with my writing partner, Chase, he, he was just freshly 19... And um, I said to him, I'm like, listen, you have a skill. It's the same thing that I said to you. You you have a skill that is unrivaled. I said, so don't worry about pussy. Don't worry about your fucking friends because nobody gives a shit. Because when you're 23, you're not going to give a fuck about any of them anyway or maybe like a handful possibly, right? Yeah. right? You're going to sit in this room with me and I and we're going to do this. And... Uh, we were in his room for three and a half years before the pandemic hit. We did 48 songs in his wow. room. So that was a song a month. Mm -hmm. And each month, I would finish a song. That actually, I had just gotten my weed card. So we'd smoke a weed for the month, rate it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and finish a song. And I would send it to the girl that I love, hoping that maybe this one will do it. And I'm still doing it, and it's never going to change. However... When you're a great songwriter and you need something and you're always going to get it because, you know, I don't think there's a, like, there's not a lot of uh, folk that kind of have a silver spoon in their mouth that could even write a tune. Well, I, was, I was telling her, I was telling her the other day about how it takes more than one swing of the axe to take the tree down. That's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> that's, that's, that, that's, uh, they had... That guy always say, man, you can't kill the devil, okay? Mm. And I like the devil. Right. You know, they, 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 a lot of people, like, when I tell them, I'm like, listen, I'm a fan of Satan, okay? And I'll tell you why, okay? Because it's real simple. He's the only motherfucker, which is you. Mm -hmm. It's just the opposite side of you, right? As the oil goes up your back and down to Pisces and up to Aries, right? That's 33 vertebrae, mm -hmm. all right? And Satan's the only motherfucker while that shit's traveling. The oil of Christ is traveling through your body. He's the only one in this ass-backwards world that we live in that has the balls to step up to you and say, I bet you you can't do it, you fucking no-show. <laughs> but isn't that also that, 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 that oil that goes through you? And I just heard this the other day. It was like something, something claws. And then that's where Santa Claus got his name. That's called the claustrum. The, the, the claustrum. Like, it's like... Something that, that that goes up and down your brain through your spinal cord, and it he comes down the chimney. The chimney. Right. The, oh. You know, like your pituitary gland yeah. is your third eye, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, guess what they did? They put sodium fluoride. They just call it sodium monofluorophosphate, but they put sodium fluoride in toothpaste and the water. They put it in little kids' water. If kids don't have any fucking teeth. What do they need to be drinking fake fluoride for? Like, if you want fluoride, eat a fucking apple. Right, but like what that has done is that has shut everybody's intuitive side off. It's it's absolutely brilliant because it works like a champ. Because everybody's got their head so far off their ass, I don't, I can't figure it. And it's been horrible that I have to deal with what I'm dealing with with the size of this tumors. But I've been able to cut myself back away from life again and just sit in my apartment and 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 just they take it easy on myself. Right, so like you have all this pressure, you got the house. Whew, I wouldn't want that pressure, 
right? But you have it and you're handling it admirably and you chose a zodiac sign that has a, you guys are the most confused sign of all 12. Every acquiring that I know, I'm like, wow, oh, cool. <laughs> Woo. All right, let's see if we can sort this one out. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I think just like I had great mentorship, all the people that I learned under through all the things that I can do, when you have good like, leadership, you see that what I'm saying is, who cares about all this pomp and circumstance? Cut to the fucking chest. Now it's, yeah, I'm going to slow play myself, and this is my ascension process. I'm like, flick the fucking switch. Yeah. Okay, what are you, you going to be one of those ones where you turn it up until it gets bright? Just start doing it. Well, you know, I'm working on things. The fuck are you working on? Why don't you work on fucking having the balls to just be that person? It's hard. It's hard for people. And I don't know why. I mean, I understand why. But I don't know why that has to be. But I also understand that we all chose to be down here in order to figure this out. It's just a, it's just a quiz. When you die is the test. So when you were in school, right, if you did all the quizzes and aced them because you did the work during the school year, when you get to the final exam, you don't have to cram to learn yeah, it. Earth school. It's a exact right. And you, if you take the word earth and you take the H at the end and move it to the beginning, it's heart. Mm. Right? So it's Mother Gaia. It has a frequency that it vibrates at just like us. Right? So well, the, the whole time, what you come to find out is everything that you know is wrong. Okay? Mm. It's all a bullshit lie. Okay? You know what's real to you. So who gives a fuck what somebody else thinks? Because I, I could really care less. And I've, I've had people say to me, oh my God, did you, have you spoken to someone about surgery and chemotherapy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I told them to fuck off. Yeah. I did. I said to them, I was like, listen, when you guys and gal take a shit, do you wipe your ass the same as me, right or left-handed? <laughs> and the female in the surgery staff goes, yes, of course, Mr. Amici. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, then there isn't anything that you guys currently know that I couldn't find out. You don't own the proprietary recipe to KFC chicken. I'm going to continue to opt out. <laughs> you know, and you I'll know walk the else, fuck out of that. You know who else said no and, like, shove it up to the doctors? JJ. Yeah. She, she, she had cancer. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know how long. I only found out last year she was alive. Wow. But she, I, when I took her to the hospitals for whatever she was going through before that, and they wanted to, they were trying, she was 89. And so they were trying to do the surgery and the chemo. And she flipped out and said, no, fuck you. I know you all want your checks. You all want to dig I, in. That's how I feel. I am not a customer. And everybody yeah. is so willing to trust a baby. Can Jesus Christ. There's some great people that can throw a football on a rope, right? A lot of people throw a football. There's only a handful of people that do it really well enough to be in the league of leagues, right? Uh, I always say, you know, that when you go in for surgery, you have to sign a waiver in case, you know, he fucks up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, um, first of all, have you ever known a human being to be fallible? Of course you oh, have. Yes. Right. Well, I'm going to let some fallible goofball open me up. And I think we learned in eighth grade, if you open the human body up and the outside air hits the cancer, it's instantly going to make it spread like wildfire. Mm. Right? And then that's what they do. They go in and they cut it out, what they can visually see. And then what else is streaming through your body now? It's going to your brain. It's going everywhere. And then they hit you with the chemo. 
okay? And that kills your immune system. Your immune system is your health. So if you don't have your immune system, you're done. So when I met my uh, dietitian who deals with people that have cancer, my immune system is strong as fuck. And like my oncologist said to me, he said, the fact that it's metastasizing, but it hasn't gone into your lymph system, he said it's otherworldly. Mm. And I don't, I, it's not, I don't, I don't base myself on societal numbers that are based on, you know, a fraction of a percentage point. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about what the fuck I'm worried about. And I don't know why when somebody does get cancer, they feel so obligated to make somebody's fucking wife's fucking Mercedes Benz payment for them. I'm not doing it. Yeah, okay. You want customers, go, there's plenty of customers. People are lining up like lambs that are slaughter. Mm-hmm. And I, I love myself far too much. And I love you guys because if I left, I, wouldn't that suck? Yeah. I'm ser- yeah, yeah. Seriously, I'm just like, anytime that I really think about it, that's what motivates me. And, you know, if it wasn't for this crap right here, all this, the opiates that I have to take, I, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have been, you know, I, I they wouldn't be able to go through it. And just this past month, like I rely on it now. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have it. And it's been that way for a while, but this past month was a doozy. Yeah. And it's, and it's also a metaphor for my life expanding. As this tumor grows, I just had three pain cycles. And when I hit those pain cycles, I know that it's growing. Mm-hmm. And I had three of them in a row, which I've never experienced. But it's also... This year is time for expansion. If yeah. this cancer can expand, then so can I. That's why I said I don't care about it, like if the music's on Spotify. I'm not taking that normal ass person route. I don't want my music. You want to hear my music? Go to the fucking YouTube channel, right? I don't want to be involved in that pool. Everybody splashing around and everybody else that's like real in the nose is sitting on the other side just having a little something, maybe some iced tea or whatever, smoking a cigarette, cooling out, and is not a part of all the hubbub. Because the hubbub is just a bunch of people whose orgasm is a giant piece of shit and they're confused by it. And I don't want any parts of that mentality. That's why they have like, you know, like if you go to a rave, Mm -hmm. that's just a giant... It, it, it's, it's like you're like a wash with a buzz. It's like a giant vibrator. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to set aside some time to feed the demon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everybody's attached with the demon. They just don't realize it. Yeah. Even nuns. It, it doesn't make a difference who you are. There's a, like if you're down here living right now in a world that's going backwards, right? The, the, astro, the astrology is going backwards, right? And the fucking north and south node also goes backwards right so when we just had six retrogrades this year a couple months ago and it was the first year since 1986 that we had six planets retro so in a backwards world where everything's going backwards then the planets go backwards they're actually going forward (laughs) so you get a chance to if you know astrology and what's going on right now you can you can take these opportunities to let yourself advance. You're not, and I've, I've said this since day, you're not your neighborhood. You're not South Philly. You're, like, where do you live in, Langhorn? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not Langhorn, and I'm not Upper Darby. It's just a place where we grew up, and you don't have to be affixed to that mentality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
that's the neighborhood curse and that's because everybody wants to be nice and accepting and I, when i was and a accepted. kid yes exactly and that's where you subjugate yourself right 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 yeah Cause, cause never did it that they're feeding you but that's the other thing that i always had a knowing growing up too like i just had this pull and knowing that you can change your environment and that's where the the buddhism and and that kind of practice started coming into my life from my grandmother on my dad's side and it kind of opened everything up even more so because then i i got my Gohanzen is what it's called in 2018 mm. and when I really started taking it seriously and it was just it's just meditation two times a day when you really get down to the I meditation. have meditated every day since so, I was 27 years old I don't miss it I'm not right. capable I of was, missing a I day was, I was I just turned 28 so when I started finally sitting down and really like trying to get to know myself and you know like having those moments alone I felt my world changing around me like all the things that I thought about for so many years and all the things that I wanted slowly started to come to fruition. You want this kind of house. You want this kind of relationship. You want I was going to say how could you how could you shit talk yourself? I Because I mean like you met me, I I to feed you the love and the you can do anything and then you meet this kid and he's telling you the same thing. Well, I think that it cycles back to your um you think everyone's attached to a demon type Oh, thing. undoubtedly. It's um I think whatever it is, I don't really have a specific name for it, but it's like, uh, I guess the easy term is imposter syndrome or, you know, that, that not enough or, you know, the, the underdog fucking syndrome from like Philly with the, you know, the teams and stuff. That hey, like I said, mentality. this city and I fixed it, I am fixing, if I can get my ass straightened out here and I think I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but Philadelphia needs a hero and the last hero we had wasn't even real. You know, Rocky Balboa, he, he, you know, he represents, mm -hmm. he doesn't represent gods. Mm -hmm. So I want to give the city a real hero, somebody that's living it, walking it, talking it, show, trying to show people. Like, if you get cancer, you didn't know you had it three weeks ago, take six months. Mm -hmm. Call the woman that told me how to get my head out of my ass. And you, and I think that's, to to kind of bring this full circle, I think the one thing that you'll agree with me, I've always said, the you can do it. The only person roadblocking you is you. Fuck everybody, what they got to say. You're roadblocking yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's just input data. It's everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And only because I've had a blessed life, even with the cancer, knock on wood. And... Like, it, 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 it's interesting to be in the arts. I never had, what, one roadblock, one musical roadblock. Never. Ever. And I see so many people that are artistic as fucking. It's like they're on the struggle bus. That's because you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. Once you just clear it out and you say, oh, this is... How do you, how do you step out of the pool, right? Where there's step, well, you have to actually locomote. You have to lift yourself. Nobody else is going to do it. But that water will give you the, the thought process that you can float there and everything's safe. Mm -hmm. Well, I say get the fuck out of the pool and see what the hell is on the other side of the lip of the pool that you can't necessarily see mm -hmm. because you're floating there. And yeah, it's a safe place. But safe from what? Nothing. Because you're not doing anything. You have to challenge yourself. It's people that sit on their hands. Those are the people that lose those, their hands. Those are also... Back to the excuses. 
Right. So those are right back to those excuses because the people who you say are sitting on their hands or or getting in their own way, those what's getting in their own way is their excuses that they've continued to tell themselves or the 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 accepting a role of reactionary in everything in their life instead of being deliberate. And once I think once you accept what I've always said is is don't give your power away to God or Satan or some other mumbo jumbo. All your successes and all your failures, pat yourself on the back. You're the one that scripted it. So if some girl breaks your heart or some guy's a jet bag to you or somebody flips you off in the shop right parking lot, you scripted for that to happen. Don't blame anyone. All right, just a couple more real quick, super quick things. And then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Hmm. Uh, okay, so normally the way we close um, is first... I, I meant I meant to ask this to you, um, right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know, like you've been in the entertainment business for a, a shit ton of years, and mm-hmm. you've probably been interviewed lots of times. Yeah. You've probably been on different types of podcasts. What's something you've never been asked that you've always wanted to be asked? That's a great question. And I think normally people hit on all of the surface stuff, but um, I think the question would be, why are you so happy with yourself at this point? Mm. Yeah. Okay. And how would you answer that question? Um, I, I, I said what I said. I meant what I said. And I never backed down. That's why I'm so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and like if you, if you listen to any of the music, um, like you'll hear, like exactly what I like mean by that. I, I, uh, I'm okay with everything, and I didn't think I was going to be. I'd hand to God, I was falling apart, and like, we had a Mars retro last Christmas. If you remember, and then the, and then and then then there was the Venus retro in the beginning of the year, and we have a Mars retro now, like through the holidays again. And I knew I was like, I just have to wait for that to kind of go backwards a little bit. And I, Jupiter just um, went backwards from Aries into Pisces and is now coming forward again, and is not going to reach where it left Pisces. I'm sorry, Aries. Until Valentine's Day of next year, so it left Aries at uh, eight eight degrees and twenty three minutes, and it went backwards into Pisces to twenty eight degrees forty eight minutes, and now it's coming back through its shadow, and it's not going to get back to where it left. Um, the end of uh, July is when it stationed and went backwards un- until Valentine's Day, so th- that's going to help me. Like what I that statement that I just said, mm-hmm. this is going to help. That that's the proof will be in that particular pudding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to <clears throat> make sure to state uh, on the record, very very important for me to say. Uh, I I say it a lot, and you might have heard me say it before uh, how much I think uh, the currency of effort is way more valuable mm-hmm. than than any any money that you could have. Any you can't you can't put a dollar value on somebody's attention and somebody's effort. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for your effort and 
uh, the, your time and and have and having us hang here with you uh, to start uh, the new year off correctly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and last year kind of felt a little uh, a little solitary. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because last year was a six year, and six is the number. After the number five is the number of change. Six is us coming to terms with that we are human. And seven's the angel number. So we just eclipsed into a seven year. So the angel, if you they, if you can come to terms with your angel and how they're going to help you, you're going to get some help this year. Because in 2025, that's when the uh, next uh, pandemic's going to happen. When is it? 2025. Okay. Right? So uh, Pluto is leaving uh, Capricorn... Um, like it's going to leave and then it's going to retro back and then it's going to like officially bounce um, November 19th of 2024. And then coming out of that year, I think there's going to be another pandemic. Wow. So everybody keep safe. Keep your immune system strong. <laughs> uh, you know, you can eat a bonbon. You just can't eat them every night before you go to bed. I've never had a bonbon. Uh, I've never had a bonbon. Uh, you never had a bonbon? Oh, my God. They were, like, all the rage. It, that's, yeah. like, I remember that was, like, one of the first things, like, when you went to Whole Foods back yeah. in the early years of Whole Foods, they had a shit ton of bonbons. Oh, that wow. that it just makes me automatically think of Peg Bundy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she was a bonbon eater. She was yeah. always on that There's, snack tip. So uh, the only the only knowledge I have of that reference is, like, Hearing it on Married with Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, hey. that, I don't know. I didn't know anything. Yeah, you about have to be bonbons. okay with not having your bonbons. That's I'm okay with that. That's what I learned from my cancer dietitian. Like, I can't just go eat some bullshit. I'm not allowed, and I'm too. I, at this point, I'm too afraid to. Christ, for the first three years when I got sick, I wasn't even allowed to have any coffee. I had three years with no coffee. Wow. Yeah, it sucked. It must have been tough for you. It was, well, but I, I, I face the facts. I look in the mirror and I say to myself, yeah, I bet you you can't do it. You fucking no-show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And, and then, you know, and then I always had, think, here's my stock answer. You're going to hear two sounds. The first sound will be a sound of a zipper. Mm -hmm. And then the second sound will be the sound of my cock hitting the floor and making a thud. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can suck it whenever you want. <laughs> Right, you gotta have balls. You gotta have balls. I might as well show them to you. I promise. I keep it well kept. It's groomed. He keeps his eyebrows waxed. What's his name? Mister Carlos Wazoo. It's got a whole routine, right? Dude, he keeps me. There's some nights I hear. Right, and he, dude, he's practicing. He's got wardrobe changes. He comes out as Liberace in one scene. And he's singing and he plays. And, so, you know, so, like, if I'm ever with a fucking girl and, like, you know, and I sort of, if you hear the music, I'm going to have to lean back with it. You're going to have to watch the show. He's been keeping me up at night. <laughs> Listen to the fucking thing. He's got this whole thing worked out. Fucking wardrobe changes. Just let him have at it. Uh, considering, considering this is audio only, uh, I'll just give it a little context. It's a shame that you, yeah. Uh, the, the, say the name one more time. Carlos Wazoo. Carlos Wazoo is uh, his penis, I think. Yeah. You know, Something like that. Right? I heard he was a real ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> he but is. He but seems to have some musical ability. So. That and he's 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 like a little taller than the average guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we do a segment on the show uh, that I call audio time travel. Hmm. Uh, audio time travel means basically like considering I was saying how like this audio is kind of outliving us, right? Hmm. It's going to be here after we're not here anymore. Yeah, it'll be archived somewhere. So in, in let's, I say, I've been saying uh, in 2042, but now I'm going to say 2043 because mm-hmm. now it's New Year. Today is New Year's Day. Uh, if you're to speak to somebody, to deliver a message to them exactly in 2043, mm-hmm. uh, anybody who cares the most about you or anybody you know, who's, who's cared enough to go back to this audio, what messages would you be giving to them? You're speaking to them directly at this moment in 2043. Like, do you see how following somebody else's rule book fucked you over? That's my statement. Yeah. Follow your own rule book. Because everybody, it's just, it's, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, it, they, if you think back, right, to the year 20, I'm sorry, to the year 2000. <laughs> man. Right? When you think back to the year 2000 and then you come to now. So it's basically what you're saying is, is from the year 2000 kind of to now-ish. Uh-huh. What like what's going to be different? And imagine how much everything is. It's still the same. We had cell phones and shit. Right now they're just faster. Right. They're so imagine the cell advanced. phone we're going to have and be faster. And you're not going to pay for anything with cash at some point unless you really have to. But there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to get. It'll turn into more like the Jetsons. We're just not going to be flying through the air, and and electric cars are not the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're driving an electric car in forty forty three, that that's I'm sure there's a 20, charging station every, and you don't even have to pay. It, it it they put a thing in your hand and you scan your arm and they yeah. put the thing in uh-huh. and they discharge it, kind of like yeah, an yeah. Easy Pass. Now, like if you don't have Easy Pass and you drive through, they take a picture of your license plate and they send you the fucking bill. I think well, is it the Neuralink? That mm-hmm. chip that they're going to do, like Elon Musk is working on? No, they're already doing it. Yeah, they're working on that. Yeah, it'll be... Uh, I th- they, You know, I was saying to myself actually yesterday, man, it sucks that I'm not going to be here in 20 years because I would love to see what's going on. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty... Well, uh, well uh, just communicate with us and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll tell you all about it. We'll keep all right, I'll be like, just... listen, yeah, listen, you guys are there. <laughs> so... So just just check in with us and we'll we'll let you I know. I promise I'll do that. All right. You'll hear like, <laughs> and then I'll come in and be like, ah, how you guys doing? There's no cancer in heaven. <laughs> well, I can um, what, what news? News action news? Breaking news. Oh um. Uh, but the big story. Fire in West Kensington. Like, there's a fire in West Kensington every week. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just play that at that. <laughs> Poor yeah. There's a there's... stock stock footage. Did you hear what uh this is for people also at twenty years in the future? Uh, did Jim Gardner like what he said at the end of his joint? No, what did he say? I'll, I'll play it for you because I have it. Okay. Yeah. And he's he's basically saying, really, are you guys are you are you looking at it the right way? Potentially, maybe not. Yeah, it was incredible. 
he was kind of saying make sure that, you know, those amendments of the Constitution, which has already, you know, kind of been suspended anywho, mm -hmm. like, you know, that's, that's what's headed. And, and, and like I said, like you guys will be able to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 how old are you? 39. Okay. So, you know, you'll be approaching where I am in 20 years. I'll be 60 in three years if I make it to that. And I'm, I'm hoping to. There's nothing to say that I can't. Yeah. You know, who says I can't? And um, I think if you stay positive and you don't let anybody sway you, you can't take a... My ex-wife is British and there's, another, there's like a British saying that... He can't be shifted, which means you can't be sold. Mm -hmm. You can't shift some goods from you to someone else. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't be sold anything. It's like I'm from the state of Missouri. That's the show me state, mm -hmm. even though I'm from, you know, outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, show me. Because everybody's so, so quick to be like, revolutionary, more powerful, and now with more integrated features. And everybody's like, jerking themselves off over it. It's fucking, you know what I mean? Like, don't believe the hype, I think is what I would say. I go back to the 80s. Don't believe the hype. Believe in yourself. And if you're going to be in the arts, be in the arts. Don't be, don't be, a, don't be afraid of it. Just know what the, you know, what the, that, to, to kind of wrap that up too is, I always said, like, you know, if you're playing pool, right? If you don't know the shot, Get the fuck off the table, man. Everybody up there, hey, Instagram, look at me, I'm shooting, Paul. <laughs> They're not showing them take the shot and falling on their ass right. because they could put makeup on the following weekend, you know, and go down to Noto and just fucking kick it. <laughs> right? So. Any any uh, questions or statements that you want to make to me? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, how how do you feel going into this year? Because it's been a real quick transition these past few weeks. You made some transitions. Yeah, I feel like, like I feel really hopeful. I feel very excited about what's coming next. And because uh, my writing partner is a Sag, he mm -hmm. just turned twenty five. Okay, and you just turned thirty nine, right? right. Yeah. So, um, you like I said, you guys are notoriously so self self offensive constantly and. And now you're seeing her like, wow, I think that maybe I don't that's futile. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think you shaving for a while gave you the opportunity to say, Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it it does from a marketing standpoint. Uh -huh. yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I I uh I mean like I, you know I, like what you should do, man. I stopped you should, being like, a heel for a minute now. Mm -hmm. I think you should like create the character that goes into the ring that's like the he's all angelic and shit that'd be rad <laughs> that's what he you said. shave he's, he's off yes yeah, like the alter ego yeah yes yeah, the alter ego and like he knows how to cook and everything and he's <laughs> real effective <laughs> well, i'm gonna start making up stuff that i don't know how to do yeah he's real good at cooking which i'm not alter ego that's right yeah, fake yeah. it till you make yeah, the, the mask he he he, he dances he cooks just a bunch of stuff about me that aren't things I do. Not entirely true. You've you've cooked burgers <laughs> for me and you have danced with hey, me. Hey, <laughs> my sister is a sage. My ex-wife 
is a Sag, my ex-fiance is a Sag, and my writing partner Chase is a Sag. I know, I, I, I have the antidote to what's been fucking you in the butthole for all this time. All, all it is, it's just, a, it's a self-effacing weakness that you'll just be like, oh, I'll do it next week. And then next week comes, I'll put it off until the following. Yeah. And you just keep putting it off. That's why like, when you meet somebody like her who's a closer, right, but wounded, mm-hmm. right, you guys help each other. You're supposed to, you scripted to know each other, I don't give a fuck why. Lean on each other. That's well, the best part. Why well, I, I said to her on the, the first day we met, you got damage. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, because when you, like I said earlier, when you meet a nice girl, smack her in the side of the fucking head, tell her I love you, you son of a bitch. Come over here so I can slap you for real. Uh, the, way, the way we normally rap is, uh, I, will, I will say... Uh, Hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This has been the first episode, the pilot episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Artie. Yeah. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way. Yeah. You know, put a pretty bow on the top of this. Give us the best takeaways, the best, the best like final message in however long it takes you to say that. And it's open for you to, to close out your new podcast. So, you know... With each passing day, time and time again, you get opportunities to experience other human beings in, in their natural habitat, right? Because we're all really good at being on, like if we need it. And to be sitting amongst people that understand that um, is, and... Uh, for lack of something more constructive to say, we're just trying to find a balance here, right? So when you're hanging out with people that are so easily, you know, to put the batteries in them and you know to turn them on, and they and they can and they can function. That that's where it. That statement coupled with everything else for me and the, and that where I am, it comes back around full circle. And that's why I said that like, I really think I know where I am right now. And with the help of like folks like you just being cool, coming over, hanging out on the first day of the year. And then we can take this opportunity to appreciate all of us. And my, the biggest takeaway that I get from it is like in the, in the movie, if you build it, they will come. And that's what happens. And I think you're, you're seeing it in yourself, obviously. I know she's seeing it in herself. And I've, I lost it. And now I'm able to see what Artie always wanted, not the other guy. And that's a really beautiful thing. And I'm happy to have Artie back. And Artie's happy to be here with you guys today. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, she has so much love for you. And I just... Uh... That's my daughter. Like, you know what's interesting? I never had kids. I could never find a hooker that I wanted to impregnate, sadly. But, all, like, all of my peeps, they're all, like, her age or younger. And mm-hmm. those are my kids. I look at people's parents and I'm like, fucking, who taught you how to parent? That's abysmal, right? So, you know, I had I had the opportunity to be instructed by an in, in, incredible woman who's a Taurus very much a bull mm. but she was a rock star and I just I love like all of my kids because you guys don't know getting from 30 to 40 man that is the 
hellacious time frame, and you're like you're you're getting ready to hit Bombadilaville. <clears throat> Forty is where it really starts to make sense, and I will tell you this: and from forty-five to fifty is where you pull your head out of your ass officially. All of us, and you're going to get a surge. From when I turned fifty, even even with all this crap, I had a surge for like a good four years, mm. where I was just going. I was all, all and you're going to, and and then you hit like fifty four. It's where you hit the age of wisdom, and fifty five, fifty six, now I'm fifty seven, and it's and that 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 surge has been over for a while, but you get it, and then and you're gonna and you're gonna do. You're in the you're in the best time of your life, man. You're in the best time of your life. Just be secure. Thank you. Yeah, be pure and take the tour. That's a lyric. Hmm? That's a lyric. Yeah, it's from a, it's from a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I can't think of the song right now. Oh, it's uh, the um, a Deborah Harry uh, rap. Remember that song? Um, it's called Rapture. Mm. You remember the the first like the uh, I think the opening line is Fab Five Freddy says uh, oh man I can't think of it now oh, I think he says Fab Five Freddy says everybody's fine DJ's spinning I say my my it's like the okay. whitest rap ever <laughs> but yeah she says in the beef pure take the tour I just couldn't tell you why that popped into my head thank you Blondie <laughs> for that little hand up. Happy New Did Year. Did you do any impressions? Um, because I think of my speech problem, I can, yeah, I'm a really good mimic. And honestly, like musically, like if I hear something, I, I, don't, I don't have to hear it a second time. I could, I could play it. It you doesn't do matter. Any, any famous impersonations? No, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if I do any. No. Just, just kind of like random people. Like, you know, spending all the time with a girl who was British, you know, you get a chance, you know, and you hear what they're up to, oh, to you know what I mean, love. Right? Or, you know, the, uh, just to put this into perspective, like, when I first found out that I had the cancer because my kidneys are fucked up and there has to be a kidney specialist there, and it was this little Indian chap, and he came into the room and he goes, Mr. Amici, we would like to put the contrast in your bloodstream. We've seen some things that are very disconcerting. Right, so if I hear it, I can I can mimic it, and like famous people, I don't know that like the people that can do the famous people voices, that's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. I I don't I yeah like now that I think about it, I really, I mean, well back in the day, oh my God, Howard Cosell, everything was absolutely stunning, and you want to know why he spoke that way? He's a stutterer. Isn't that amazing? Howard Cosell, so one of the biggest broadcasters. Through the, the well, like what I learned is, is if I apply some type of a beat, everything I say, it'll just flow out in every single way, right? So what he did was, and I only know this because he was on the Brady Bunch when Mr. Namath won the Super Bowl, and they were there to see Bobby Brady. And Bobby Brady got a like, chance meeting, you know, to meet Namath. And who was with him but his handler, Howard Cosell. Yeah. And there was an article in the Sunday Inquirer on the uh, television page. He was on the cover. And it said he's, he, he was a lawyer, a broadcaster, and a stutterer. 
And that's when it all hit, because I can play any frame of time. Mm -hmm. So when I have to speak without that being a part of my issue, I just apply some type of a format. And if you listen to everything he ever said, would never get confused. So he really kind of put an emphasis on everything. And (sighs) And there is not one thing. He would ever, you know what I mean? He was fabulous at it. And I remember thinking to myself, fuck, I got it. You know, so when I was on stage, I would just be like, this, right, lasers, crack it out. And everything was magnanimous. And it was interesting, though, I was able to put being like a, like a good uh, person who can play an instrument and like mold that all together. And then you learn what I call like, you know, like when you're like a, uh, like a news uh, broadcaster, the girl that does the weather, and they have the arm drop, and the you know the arm movements, and then you know the arm drop. They'll be sitting there doing their thing. They have the little clicker, and then they go to the you know to the page that tells them how hot it's going to be or how cold. And they they press the button, and then they have the arm drop, and then they open up and they do all that mm-hmm. uh, hand uh, gesticulations is what we learned when I was. Yeah, that was that, that 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 you know. Like, did you ever read the the Uta Hagen acting book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, she she pretty yeah. much sums it up. Like yeah. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you're either going to be, and like you know what else was a great book that I read back in the day? It was the Michael Caine. Yeah, book. we talked about that last that time. Last year, so such a killer. Yeah. Wardrobe's going to yeah. wardrobe mm-hmm. you. Makeup's going to make up you. Mm-hmm. Set's going to set. Read the goddamn lines. Mm-hmm. And try yeah, not to stutter like that, that fucking changed, idiot. That changed the game for me. I That's think. a Re- massive... That, that book was... I think Michael Caine's book was what made me go like... From like somebody who's just doing this like for goofs, for mm-hmm. fun, to somebody who like really wants to do this and they take it seriously. When you, when you apply that, mm-hmm. like all those rules that are in her book, it just makes perfect sense of everything. Like it actually makes Meisner where like... I'm not going to call this, you know, you know, a spud... You know, it is what it is. Right, so right. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, take say, you know, that's, that's a, you know, mug or that's a bowl. Mm-hmm. It's not something else. So it's like when you're acting, obviously everything's going to be there. You just have to call it like you see it. Even if you're like, you know what, because like life is an improv, right? Isn't like yeah. life an improv? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever think like I'm moving my lips right now, but how do I even know what the fuck it is that I'm saying mm-hmm. in order to go from this spectrum over that spectrum from a thought process it's really in real time it's it's you know what i was say? the future is now mm-hmm. Every time and now that was our conversation I, too you said the song was already me that's right oh yeah any out of all the songs that we've done there are they were already written in the future i just shut the fuck up while i'm working on and they stream right over me mm-hmm. easily easy peasy so and, in, and, in your best accent or impression or however you want to do it the closing line to the show is be fun have safe keep evolving can you throw one of those out there be fun be safe and keep evolving (laughs) thanks for doing this art my pleasure thank you guys for having me thank you Liz. thank you i love you so much love here love you hugs get a big old hug in there somebody smells good everybody (laughs) Uh, I also want to make sure I say, uh, Artie, dude, if you ever feel like you need a, a, me to be a resource for you in any way, yeah. don't ever feel like you can't call or text me. I'm always here. 
I promise. This is this is what I learned uh, last year when I went on hospice. Is it's okay to ask for help because I was real stoic. I wasn't asking for any help. And I was like, oh, you can ask for help. People will help you. Yeah, <laughs> so man. I'll definitely take you up don't, on that. Don't ever be like, listen, um, I, I know you live like all the way up Route 1. However, I could really go for some ice cream. Would you mind bringing it down for me? They have, they have stores up there, don't they? <laughs> I didn't ask to do your chores. What's the, there was, there's a, there's a bar in that general area that I went to with, yeah, you, we talked about that. Yeah, what the hell was it called? That happy Hour? No, uh, 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 the Irish Rover. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I spent, that's what I mean. I spent time up in your area. <laughs> like, I knows that area. Like, I, yeah. Everybody know your area. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Be fun, have safe. Keep, Keep evolving. evolving.